Hey, how are things? This is just a quick message to say thank you to everybody who has supported the podcast so far. If you would like to donate to the podcast, you can do so through PayPal. You can find us at paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. That's paypal.me forward slash clockwork junkie. Thank you. Hey, how are things? This is Mark here and welcome back to the Clockwork Junkie podcast. As always, you are more than welcome. On the show today, I have a singer-songwriter, Nia Nichols. How are you? Hi, I'm really good, thank you. How are you? I am absolutely fantastic. Um, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I think in maybe two years' time, we'd, we'd never get you on. You'd probably be that famous. <laughs> no, but thank, thank you for saying that. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. No, you're more than welcome. There is, um, <clears throat> I suppose, look, I came across a song of Nia's. Um, I used to go on YouTube, I listen to music all the time, some of the music is off the beaten track um, and I love hearing new stuff and I, I, I came across one of your songs called Nervous and I said she's really really good and then I kind of stalked you after that to get you on the show on LinkedIn <laughs> and other places but you're here now anyways but um, I suppose what we're going to be talking about on the show today is um, at 20 years of age she already has a record deal, she's already played in Memphis and in Nashville and that's no mean, mean feat. Um, I suppose then we talk a bit about what your plans are for the future. And she has gladly agreed to play a few songs live for us here today. So I'm absolutely delighted with that. It's the first time anyone will play live on the podcast. We we have had a sing-off, I'd hasten to add, between me and my brother in Toronto. And I'm sure this will be much better than that. You know? so, uh, so if we start about music, you're 20 years of age. You must have started when you were really young. Yeah, I've I've been singing forever, to be honest. I mean, since I was like four years old and my parents would play a lot of Shania Twain songs mm-hmm. and I would be singing along with them and trying to perform out in the garden in the summer. And it wasn't until I was about eight years old that I knew I wanted to be in country music because... You know, my mum had just bought me a Dolly Parton record and Taylor Swift was coming onto the scene. And it was then I knew, okay, I want to be in country music. I want to learn how to play guitar. I want to write songs. I want to perform them. And then it kind of went from there, really. But I didn't actually start playing in public until I was 10, because that's when I started playing the guitar, because my hands were too small before then to give it a go. (laughs) But But that's crazy like that. um that like you know like you say like oh well I, I didn't start playing in public until I was 10 that's still very young to, to like that's must take it takes an awful lot of confidence to do that you must have been oh. good like early on in terms of card progressions and stuff like that <laughs> no I, I really wasn't <laughs> like honestly I was I was so nervous I had really bad stage fright but I just knew what I wanted and I knew yeah. what I wanted to do and you know, I owe a lot of it as well to my music teacher in primary school. His name is Mr. DL. And he would just, you know, he taught me all the tricks about being confident on stage and talking and all this kind of stuff. And so I just sort of learned from him. And then my mom, she also grew up from a musical background. So she knew as well, roughly what I had to do and how to speak to an audience and how to come across confident, even if you don't feel it. So I no, I did not start off confident. I was I wasn't good. I wasn't a good singer. Yeah. I wasn't a good writer. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you were brilliant. You know, yeah, they're kind of two very important things. But um, and you say uh, you kind of you you like Dolly Parton and um, Shania Twain, 
I think Dolly's great as well. Like everyone knows the nine to five, but my two favorite are um, I I love uh, Jolene and Applejack. I don't know if you know. Applejack is the one that made me want to be a country yeah. singer. Oh my god! Yeah, it's that's brilliant. So it's, cool. that's, that's the most country song you'll ever hear in your life ever. It's the most country oh. song, and Shania Twain then is brilliant. You know. Oh, she's amazing. And you know, it's funny because I was listening to Shania Twain and I grew up listening to her, but I had no idea she was country music because when you're so young, you don't really take notice of genres, really. So it's kind of funny that country music has always sort of been in my life. But yeah, it's funny you say about Applejack. I don't hear anyone talk about that. It's a brilliant show. It's like it's... um... I have a playlist on YouTube of songs. If I'm just doing something in the background, I'll, I'll have them on. And it's like from every genre you'll ever hear in your life. And that yeah. tune is on it. I love it. It's such um, a good one. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, and, and then she does Jolene as well. But, but you think about um, the likes of, say, um, Shania Twain and Taylor Swift. They kind of started country and then they kind of turned more into the mainstream, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and not you know, really that country anymore. No, and I feel like for Shania Twain especially, um, she's always been more of a crossover artist. So she yeah. crosses over into like rock and pop. And I kind of see myself heading in that direction because I, I love rock music. Like my dad, he's a huge rock fan. So I kind of grew up listening to that as well as country music from my mum's side. Um, so I, I, I looked up to her a lot because she was sort of the best of both worlds. And yeah. I can definitely see myself going down that road as well. Which, which, kind of, uh, which kind of rock bands do you like or artists? I am obsessed with Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> Big fan of them. Um, I have a huge crush on Steven Tyler, and so does my mum. And my dad is probably rolling his eyes if he hears this. Steven um, Tyler? Yeah. But that wouldn't be... He looks like, um, and no offence, Steven Tyler, if you hear this, I'm sure you won't, but he kind of looks like one of the extras of The Walking Dead, doesn't he? You know what I mean? <laughs> my mum and I just love Steven him. Tyler, and love. then I don't really know who else do I listen to. I mean, you've got the classics like Stevie Nicks, Fleetwood yeah, Mac. My dad fan of them so had a lot of them growing up I suppose you were kind of brought up with good music around you and that kind of helps as well um when when did you realize that you could write your own songs I think I've always attempted to write my own songs since I was I mean my mum says I was about seven years old when I came to her and I told her that I wanted her to write down something on manuscript for me because I had an idea in my head and it wasn't a full-on song. It was just like a line of music, but yeah. I was happy with that. And then I took that away. And then over the years, it just before I could play an instrument, I was writing songs because I just wanted to. I just, yeah. they're probably more like poems, to be <clears> honest, <throat> thinking about it now, but I just really wanted to be a songwriter and I didn't really even think about it. It just sort of happened. Um, but it wasn't until I was about 10 when yeah. I started learning guitar and I could play piano but I don't write much on the piano to be honest um that I took it more seriously yeah it's it's a good way like um we we just spoke for a second before we pressed record and I was saying that like look I I play guitar I did it for a while I wrote my own songs I we played live a few times um I just wasn't any good and and that's the truth you know um sometimes you have to say hold your hands up and say look I was all right but I got other people to sing for me because I couldn't sing but um what I did find was that it, it, it was a great way of re- kind of expressing yourself and relieving stress and stuff like that. And I, I think for someone at a young age, being able to write, it's like, it's, it's very therapeutic, maybe, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, I always used to write about the day I had in school, 
And, okay. you know, when I was about 10, 11 years old, not much was happening. I was in primary school, but I would write about the the trip to school in my dad's car. That yeah. That's one that always stood out to my dad because it mentions him in the song. <laughs> so he still says, even to this day, he says that's like the best song. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I always wrote about my day. And it's funny, really, because when I was about 13, um, my parents and I went to Nashville for the first time. And I had Casey Musgraves. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with her, but yes. yeah, she's amazing. And I became a huge fan of hers. And I sort of found myself trying to compete with her songwriting, like not in not in a negative way, not in a mean way, but just sort of looking at her, she was in her mid twenties and I was 13, but I really wanted to write clever lyrics like she yeah. could. And I, I really pushed myself to do that. And I think, you know, you have to do that. Like when you're an upcoming artist, you have to compete in a friendly way and and try to get yourself to that next step. So that's who I sort of looked up to in songwriting over the past few years. She, there, um, I, I, I think she has a gig one time where she plays in the Blue Room that was in the show at Nashville. Is that what it's called? The, the Blue Room, I think it's called, where, where the play called her? Um, I haven't heard. Is it Bluebird, you mean? Oh, the Bluebird. What did I say? The Blue Room. I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. drinking before this, but um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you do. You're right. You have to like, look, this is where I want to go. This is where I am. And I need to copy that person. I, I don't mean copy them, but I mean to, Yeah. it's flattery. Yeah, you know, trying to copy them. But um, so we're going to talk in a few minutes about your trip to Nashville and Memphis and your record deal. Could I ask you to play a song? <laughs> your yeah, choice. Sure. Okay. Yeah, no, of course. So I think I'm going to play um, my latest single, which is out now on Spotify and Apple Music and YouTube, everywhere you can imagine. And this is called Cali Beaches. Take it away. It's 3.25, I can't get to sleep because when I shut my eyes, you haunt my dreams and I don't to love you or be heartbroken by you I post on the internet in hopes you will see how well I am doing since the day that you left me but we both see past it cause we always used to laugh about it and since the day you left I found a hundred silver linings I didn't know losing you would come with consolation prizes Cause I've got blue skies and Cali beaches and starlight and sweet big trees And I couldn't be doing better without you by my side But if I had to tell you There's a whole other story I keep quiet with my pride and my glory And I don't want to give too much away But I suppose there ain't 
too much to say flashing photographs holding back tears all i ever wanted was to be standing right here and now i am no words can be found to express how lonely i feel now but i've got blue skies and cali beaches and starlight and sweet big trees and i It's not well. Look, if it's not okay, it's 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 Zoom's fault because um sometimes you could hear the car the guitar reverb a small bit. But I mean that was because oh. of the Zoom. No, listen, that was absolutely yeah. fantastic. Wowzers, really, 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 really good. Thank Nearly you. as good as me, or <clears throat> <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, you wrote that song on your own, did you? I did. Yeah, I wrote that one by myself, and then yeah. my producer Matt Bull. Um, well, he produced it. And yeah, well. he released so you're 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 20 now what age were you when you're when you're at cali beaches i wrote this song last january so i was about 19 at the time and it was it was shortly well actually it was the day after my mum and i had come back from california mm -hmm. and we were over there to do some recording because i'd been invited and it was such a fun experience and it was really great and the people were awesome um but you know i, I kind of felt uh, like i was missing out a little bit with my friends because I was seeing them post on Instagram and Snapchat about the best birthday party they went to tonight and the best gig they went to and I was missing out on a lot of that last year because I was getting more and more gigs and I just couldn't make any of the stuff so I ended up writing the song sort of inspired by it but I kind of twisted it to be about like a relationship falling apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no that's cool like I mean look if you're going to miss birthday parties and stuff that your friends are doing, I suppose a good way to do it is being down at the beaches of California. It's not too Yeah, bad. you know what? Exactly. And like, I was never like, 
ungrateful or anything like that like you know I knew what I was doing was really important to me and I felt like the hard work was paying off but I guess you know when you're 19 and you're in university and you continuously miss (laughs) birthdays and get togethers and gigs and all this kind of stuff you sort of think oh man I wish I was involved in that just a little bit the best of all worlds what are you studying in university I'm studying commercial music. I'm commercial in my music. final year. Okay, so you're, but you can't go in your homeschooling. You're not homeschooling, but you're doing lessons by Zoom and. Yeah, yeah, all by Zoom. But hopefully we can go back on campus yeah. um, in March. I, I don't know if I'd like that. You know that, like, I mean, for me, like I have to see things and be talking to people, and it's it's so hard to be like if I'm sitting down trying to learn stuff in front of my laptop, it's forty five minutes and I'm on YouTube. You know yeah that's literally the problem like I it was so funny we were on a zoom call yesterday (laughs) we had a lecture and then this guy just started randomly playing some like random video and the group chat was going off you know the course chat and they were like oh my god what just happened and he was like oh my god I didn't realize my mic was on I was watching a youtube video (laughs) (laughs) listen there's a lot of that going on there is it's so difficult to just concentrate when you know, maybe like um, there's a lot of glitches or it cuts in and out. It's, it's impossible. It's this is your last year, so you're 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 finished after this. And there, there, I suppose it's pointless asking you um, what you want to do because we already know what you want to do. You want to be a recording artist. Um, I yeah. suppose be, before we get to the record deal, um, what age were you when you went to Nashville first, and how did that come about? I was 13 the first time we went over to Nashville and it came about because I was relentless in begging my parents to take me there for about four years before Um, and we finally went and you know the first time we went it was just a holiday really and we just wanted to go see all the sites and that's what we did and then we went back again when I was 14 and that was the first time I played in Nashville I played at a little bar called Kimbrough's Cafe in Franklin and it's the best place it was so cute it was like a songwriter venue and that was the first time I think for me that I had ever performed at a songwriter venue um, where people were actually listening to me (laughs) because you know in the UK you don't really get many songwriter venues so that was so much fun and then we've basically been back every year since and then over the past few years we've also been recording over there at this place called Beard Music and that is where you know all these session musicians come together and they've performed with everybody you could think of you know Cheryl Crow, Tim McGraw, Taylor Swift, uh, Lady A, all that kind of stuff. Um, Mm. So yeah and we've just been going back every year since and obviously we haven't been able to go back in the last year but hopefully we'll be able to go out there soon. I mean an awful lot of families go on holiday somewhere it's just great that your holiday coincides with your passion as well which is yeah and I think I've actually never been to Nashville but is it as you'd imagine it I wonder like you've been there a few times. Definitely it's amazing it's you walk down the honky-tonk strip so Broadway and there is music just blasting from every Mm. single bar and it's all live music and it's the funniest place but then also we we went down to Memphis and that was just because we're big Elvis Presley fans and we wanted to see Graceland but we fell in love with Memphis because they also have a very um interesting music scene going on and it's funny because even though I loved Nashville and that was the place I wanted to go and I made a a beeline for basically 
Memphis is the place where I feel more at home now because mm. I have all these friends over there who are just amazing and they're so supportive and every single time we're over there now they give me all these gigs and it's a great place so if you go to Nashville you have to go to Memphis like you would mm. love it it's amazing there's a you you live where you're in live in Dorset is it uh, yeah I do just like 30 minutes out from Salisbury yeah so you went from from Dorset to Nashville when you were 13 and played at a singer songwriter <laughs> place where people like if you're playing at home to your parents or your family, that's okay. But now you're surrounded by your peers and a lot of them will be much probably older than you as well. Um, yeah. That takes some backbone. Yeah. Well, it was, that, like. it was really fun. It was a great experience. And I actually got this guitar. I mean, people can't see it on the podcast, but yeah, I got can. this guitar from there. So it was great. Mm. <laughs> but there's, um, so you're 20 now. So you were 19. I think it was last year when you got your record deal. Yeah, well, I got it. Um, I got signed um, in October, so I turned twenty by then. <laughs> okay, and and how how did that come about, or did you find them, or did they find you? It was a bit of a an interesting sort of development, really, because we had a mutual friend, um, and he introduced us to Bob Patmore, who's the one who runs Unique. Mm. And so my dad and I went down to his house, and he lives like on the outskirts of London. It's a beautiful house. And he's got two gorgeous dogs and German shepherds. They're amazing. So already we were like, we yeah. trust you. You have German shepherds. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so, yeah, and we went for a meeting and that lasted a few hours. And then we left. I gave him my CD, a USB stick with all my music on, photos, all that kind of stuff. And then a week later, he called me while I was in uni and he said he'd like to have another meeting and he would like to work with me. And so my dad and I drove back up and then we signed a contract and that's how that came about. It was because we had a mutual friend, basically. Yeah. So it, it was must have been very exciting driving back up, knowing that, like, you know, since you could probably talk, you, you wanted to sing. You were, you know, you, you played your first live uh, when you were 10. You were in Nashville when you were 13, going back every year, playing in Memphis, writing songs. And here you are now, just turned 20, driving with your dad to some place to sign a record deal yeah it was it was really exciting I I kind of didn't really um know what was going on because I think for me I'm I'm a realist but I also think I see things sort of glass half empty so yeah. I always sort of assume the worst and I wasn't really I wasn't really expecting anything but then when it happened and um, we came home my mom she just went mental she like was so happy she cried yeah. she <laughs> she was screaming and then it kind of put it into perspective like oh my god yeah this is something I've wanted since I was 13 yeah. literally <clears throat> and it's happened and I need to just really take in this moment because this is a really special moment for me but I was very much already like business mind okay yeah. what do we have to do next <laughs> what's gonna like, happen um, it's it, it's something that you wanted and something that you know it was kind of your dream if you like but rather than just that, like you, you, you were working on it, you were playing guitar, you were writing songs, you were going to the country music capital of the world, you were on your holidays, like it's not really a holiday, you're going over the gig, really, like, you know, and you're only <laughs> so high, like, you know, so, you know, a lot of people like going to Disneyland or Florida or places like that, um, which just goes to show that hard work, obviously talent as well, but hard work pays off, I mean, there's loads of good singers and songwriters out there that, you know, 
don't take the bull by the horns either, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get to that. that. And you just have to, I mean, they always say it takes 10,000 hours to master a craft and to become successful. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I've done that, but <sighs> you know, you have to put in the work and you yeah. have to spend hours on it. And yeah, it does pay off someday. And you can't just sit around waiting for it to land 100%. on your lap because it yeah. won't. It's that they're unique recording artists, is not the name of it. That's the one, yeah. So you're That's on it. um you're kind of like the podcast. You're 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 on all sides. You're on YouTube. You have your own YouTube channel. Um, yeah. there's loads of videos there, and there's of, of of your songs. There's the one that you just sang there, Cali Beaches, and there's loads of other ones. Um, there's also snippets of you when you were younger, um, playing in. I would assume it was Nashville and Memphis. Uh, you know, when yeah, you're kind of around and you're just that you're so small. It's <laughs> just great experience. Um, so there's kind of loads of that, but you're also on Spotify um, and all the other different popular platforms. But something I spotted on Spotify, I'm sure it's been said to you before, that nearly every single song on it is 2020, it says. <laughs> is yeah. that because when you got signed, you had to rebrand? So it, it looks like everything's out. That's what it looks like. Is that what it was? Okay, That's so exactly a lot of those songs are older songs. Yeah, like okay. I started releasing music around 2018 and now okay. this was the one that we put up first. And then, yeah, over the past couple of years, we've been putting more out. And then when I signed to Unique, we took everything off and we re-recorded Nervous and then we put that one out first. And then we put the rest of the songs out. And there's mm -hmm. still actually a couple old ones that I haven't released yet, but I'll probably do that at some point just because, you know, I can't really record any more new music at the moment because yeah. I can't leave my house. Yeah. So just to kill the time, I think I'll probably put out the other two as well. But do you write new songs now, like? Sorry? Do you write new songs now, like when you have time, when you're oh. at home and you write all the time a bit? Yeah. And you know what? Now that nothing's really happening during lockdown, I've sort of started writing about dreams I've been having. Yeah. And they're way more interesting than the other stuff I've been writing about. You know, they're about marriages and marrying the wrong person and then stopping a wedding like that interesting and i'll definitely be recording them soon yeah you record a song called the world's number one podcast the clockwork junkie podcast that that is on my mind yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I doubt right it. yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna hold you to that now so look i just have a few more things to ask but could i could, I, could you play another song of course yeah just so as you know when like we're not looking at each other's eyes lovingly here when you play them i'm making you big and i'm small um just so you, just so you know but um what song are you going to play for us well earlier on you mentioned jolene by dolly parton and oh, yeah. i wrote a song called jessica when i was about so i think i was about 19 so it was like last year the year yeah. before and i recorded this over in nashville that september and I don't know why this feels like a response song to Jolene. Yeah. And I know we've had a million of them, but this sort of reminds me of that. Yeah. So I thought I'd play that for you if that's okay. Yeah, I actually love it. I, 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 I've, I've actually heard it. It's very good. Oh, awesome. Thank you. It's a very I listened to your song. stuff before I got you on. <laughs> Genuinely. Nice. Okay, take it away. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Wait. 
until I distanced myself out of guilt for your heart's break. Jessica, you're the last one in this world I'd ever want to hurt yet. Here we are. But what I've been saying all along, I can't get through to my wicked heart. Jessica, you can curse me out, drag my name all over town. Do it, I'd understand, but I'd hoped you'd give me a second chance. You and him, you were together when he fell for me back in December when his eyes caught mine. And what's a girl supposed to do? He fell in love with me when I tried to make him fall for you. Jessica, you don't know how many nights I've laid awake rehearsing what to say to you. Because this situation I put you in is one that I've been put through to. tried to believe myself there was something better waiting for me out somewhere well that boy is right here holding me and i don't believe something better could be out there When he fell for me back in December When his eyes caught mine And what's a girl supposed to do? He fell in love with me When I tried to make him fall for you through 
Thank you. <laughs> well done. Well done. My God, that's a very mature song. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. yeah it's really, really good. <laughs> Thank like there's, you. There's, there's nothing like like my favorite band um, ever is Oasis. I just love them. Um, uh, but um, I always love seeing somebody doing something acoustic or semi-acoustic. Um, yeah. Even if it's like Metallica or someone. I just It's <laughs> like the bare bones of what it is. Like you, you, you can't pretend that the song is good or you can't pretend that the words are good if you're doing acoustic it's just raw and it's live and it's my favorite type of music um was brilliant really really good oh, thank you no i agree about acoustic stuff because you get to hear it as it was written you know yeah yeah that's like you know as i said i played before i, I wasn't good enough but i like anyone you hear and they're doing acoustic it's always better than even if it's rock if it's heavy rock if it's like you could hear one of these pop songs, like a Justin Bieber song, and you might say like, you know, that's absolute nonsense. And then one time you see him with a guitar on his own singing it and you go, oh no, that's actually good. Why, do, why didn't he just do that? You know? But, um, yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Have you heard of um, Tiny Desk? What's that? Have you heard of Tiny Desk? They're based in America, uh, oh. in New York. And it's, uh, it's like a whole setup basically where these huge artists like Taylor Swift and... Lizzo, Harry Styles, they go in and they're literally performing in this sort of office space. And it's so cool because some artists play things acoustically and then some have like a little band like set up behind this desk. You should watch it. It's yeah, I haven't so seen that. I will watch it again. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That's, that sounds like something that um I'd start watching one night and I'd be at it for two hours, still three hours, still watching. Sometimes I do that on YouTube, you know. I go on and watch yeah. it, but I think it's okay. And then I'm watching some gig in South Africa in 1987 you know I always go down these rabbit holes of music all the time and I love it um yeah no so plans for the future so you you obviously there's not too much that you can do your writing at the moment um you might release some of the songs that you've previously written you probably should do that I mean that's a good idea um and so if we hope that it's summertime COVID is you're able to go gigging what would be your plan? Would you like to go gigging in the UK? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I have a band uh, set up finally. Um, and, you know, we want to do a little tour of the UK, you know, south of UK, mm. maybe, maybe Wales, things like that. Um, so I'd love to plan something with them. Um, also, obviously, you know, still performing acoustically and solo, because I love doing that. Um, so I just want to gig as much as I can with the band, because... Yeah. You know, I love performing with a band and it's really built up my confidence over the past few years. But I also find myself getting really nervous because I listen a lot to what everyone else is doing around me. I mean, you can't help doing that. Of course, you're going to do that. Um, and I love the guys I work with now. So I just want to perform enough with the band to get so comfortable and not have to like worry about anything. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we haven't been able to practice or actually gig this whole year because of covid so it should be interesting that's what i want to do and also i want to maybe travel to america i mean i don't know the state that america is in right now so yeah, well, who knows if i'd be able to do that but i would love to travel to memphis um by myself um and that's something that i want to work on so those are sort of my plans but you know as you said it's so difficult to make all the plans, how does it know? work with the record with the record dealers and um 
like I, I'd assume they would have hoped and hoped that you might have released stuff and gigged. If, now, if you obviously can't, so I suppose they have to be a bit, a bit relaxed about it as well. Is, is that the way it is? Yeah, you know that a new company. I think from what I can tell, they started up um, beginning of last year. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's when it began. Um, and yeah, you know, there's only so much you can do from home. Yeah. So it has been quite restricted to be honest, but you know, they are very relaxed and they let me do kind of whatever that they're never saying to me, um, you know, you can't do live streams because, you know, bigger companies might say to an artist, you cannot do that. You cannot play unreleased music. You can't do this, but they're so relaxed. They let me do whatever. Um, And so hopefully once we can start gigging again, they will also be able to get me some gigs um, and just see where that goes really. So you're, you're going to send me uh, MP3 of a song to play after this podcast, which will be finishing shortly now. What song is that? Will you be sending Callie Beaches. That's okay. my latest single. The one yeah, I played perfect. earlier, acoustically. Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Um, there was a, Nervous was my favourite song, but Cali Beaches is my favourite now because I, I've heard <laughs> you doing it live in front of me. But, oh, thank um, you. <laughs> look, all I say is thank you for coming on the podcast. I won't keep you too much longer. Um, I, I, I genuinely think you're going to go places. I mean, look, who am I to say that? Nobody. I only have a little podcast, but, you know, your stuff is good, you know. Thank you. It is. Thank you very um, much. And I wish you all the success in the future. And when you're big and famous, don't forget the Clockwork Junkie podcast. <laughs> Make sure you come back on as a guest. <laughs> of course. I mean, if that ever happens, you know, my wildest dreams, I'll make sure. <laughs> okay. Listen, thanks very much. All the best. Oh, thank now. you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. It's day 25, I can't get to sleep Cause when I shut my eyes, you haunt my dreams And I don't want to love you Or be heartbroken by you I post on the internet in hopes you will see How well I am doing since the day that you left me But we both see past it Cause we always used to laugh about it And since the day you left I found a hundred silver linings But I didn't know losing you Would come with consolation How 
least I've got blue skies and Cali beaches. And I couldn't be doing better without you by my side, but it's 